Eve's Guide for Regular Guys. Tips and advice on developing confidence, embracing your style, and attracting the love and sex you want. Hello, and welcome to this special episode of Eve's Guide for Regular Guys. This audio is broken up into two parts, comprising episodes 19 and 20 of the series. It's hard to believe I've done 20 of these, um, but I think you'll see why in a minute. I started getting a lot of questions and comments from guys who were kind of hesitant to even listen to the series because they were so dispirited about their lives and uh, they were they were convinced nothing good would ever happen for them. This advice is all well and good for other people, you know, but but it won't work for me, that kind of thing. Now, since I've been receiving email and messages from people ever since I started this, telling me about the most amazing things that have happened <laughs> in their lives um, since listening to this series, I mean, everything from losing weight to losing their virginity to finding a girlfriend, starting a new job, you know, you name it. I thought it would be a good idea to let you hear it from those kinds of people directly. So I asked a few listeners if I could interview them to appear in this special episode. And the six people that you're going to hear from now, um, well, they're just a great cross-section of the kind of people who have benefited from the series. Five men and one woman answered the call and uh, shared their thoughts and feelings with me in a series of uh, phone interviews that I thoroughly enjoyed. I really had fun talking to you guys. Thank you again to all of you. It was a real delight. So I know this is a long episode, and uh, so I intentionally saved the last interview, the one with my dear friend Q, Quincy, uh, for a whole separate audio. We we actually talked for over an hour, and <laughs> it was a lot of laughs. Um, I managed to whittle it down to about 30 minutes, but I wanted you to hear it in its entirety on its own um, because he brings up such poignant and relevant points. So please don't forget to listen to the second part of this episode with Q when you get a chance. It's so worth it. Okay, so without further ado, let's get started. And my first guest tonight, I thought, well, actually, let's just let him introduce himself. Hello there, first guest. Hey, um, hello, everyone. Uh, <laughs> uh, you can call me James. And yeah. So James, uh, tell us just a little bit about yourself. Well, um, I am probably like a lot of the guys that have listened to the series, uh, single, uh, just hitting the part of my 20s where I wonder if I start adding late to that. Um, and uh, yeah, just regular, you know, Regular Office guy. Worker, <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, probably like a lot of the rest of you guys out there and, uh, you know, randomly trolling Reddit. Okay. So is that what brought you to this series? Yes. Um, so I follow you on Reddit and uh, I'd seen the uh, notification. I think I actually stumbled across it when you when you had just put out your first one. Um, and, you know, it looked, looked interesting. Um, you know, it was not the, not the usual type of content I uh, I'd necessarily been looking for at that moment. But, uh, you know, it definitely struck a chord. Um, and, you know, figured uh, hearing you deliver it would also be uh, a real treat. So, oh, yeah. To... That's very sweet of you. 
Um, so um, would you describe yourself as someone who maybe thought you would never find a relationship or was it more just a kind of idle curiosity or how would you describe your mindset when you first started listening? I was definitely at a time there where I didn't think I was necessarily going to get in another relationship or didn't think it was going to happen anytime soon. Um, I'd had a, a couple rough ones before that, and then it had been a lull of probably around a year and a half. So when you first started listening, um, did you start did you start making any changes based on what you heard? Not immediately. Um, you know, I think for the first couple ones, I was, I was just absorbing information and, uh, and trying to, you know, just see what was, what was there. Um, you know, I gave me something to think about, but I didn't immediately start making changes. Um, I think it was somewhere around the seven or eighth one that you had put out, um, that, uh, and I, I think it was the, the one specifically addressing confidence and talking to people that, that like kind of majorly struck a chord. Um, it, it's something, you know, that had been brought up to me by, you know, friends and other people in my life. And it was, it was good to hear some, some actual feedback and someone talking about, um, you know, how to, how to project a little bit more and, and why it was good, uh, why it was a good thing. So had you heard from, from people in your life that you weren't acting confident enough is that is that fair to say yeah that's uh that was a pretty frequent piece of feedback and so um did you find anything difficult to do when you started working on your confidence the whole process was pretty difficult um you know i i tend to be someone who really doesn't like confrontation i guess uh you know just butting into things, talking to people, you know, not necessarily invited. Um, and, it, you know, coming out and just, you know, throwing myself out there talking to people, it felt very much against the grain of my personality. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it, it was a real struggle when I started. A lot of people have an issue with the word confidence, even, because guys, mostly, mostly guys have been sort of taught that confidence means you're kind of you're kind of an asshole, you know what I mean? Like you're, you're one of these brash guys that's just very pompous and very full of himself. But that's certainly not what I mean when I talk about it. And, and I wanted to kind of maybe just kind of explore that a little bit. Did you ever feel as though it was a bad thing to be a confident guy? Did you feel that there was some negative association with that? Yeah, definitely. I, I think confidence and cockiness, um, we confuse them a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, it's, it's hard to, to think of it, you know, just being confident and, and not, you know, being abrasive. Right. Um, but someone, you know, kind of pointed out to me, um, actually around that time that, you know, it, we can be confident even without realizing it. This is a person I'd, I'd known beforehand, and they uh, recently started working for the same employer that I do. And they just happened to be hanging around while I was doing my job. I, uh, I work in IT and fairly good at it. And, you know, I'm, I'm usually pretty confident when I'm talking to people. If it's about something I know really well, I know how to address. Um, and they just kind of stopped me and pointed it out. Okay, that right there. 
that was confidence. Yes. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's kind of hard to bring back around to social settings, but you know, once you know what your confidence looks like, it, it, it is really helpful. That's a really good point, because I know that I've had a lot of people ask me, what do you mean exactly when you say quiet confidence? And that's what I mean by it. I mean, I mean, just the belief that you know what you're doing in a certain area, and you don't even question whether you whether you know what you're doing, you know, you know what you're doing. And so that comes across when people are very efficient or good at something when they do their job well, or whatever it happens to be then it sort of comes across in this very quiet way. It's not it's not assertive or, or, or in your face. It's not rude. It's not brash or any of these things that people don't like. It's just very quiet. But it's it's like almost effortless. You know, you're not even really thinking about it. And I think what you said is is really key that you don't know you're being confident. It's just something that, that you're doing as part of your daily life and it takes someone else pointing it out to you to say, that's what it looks like. And so like you say, even though it's a little bit difficult, if you can sort of say, oh, if I can just apply how I do my job or, or whatever it is to my social interactions, this is what I'm aiming for. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Um, how did you start to see positive results from, from starting to be more confident? Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a bit of a process getting there. Um, I wouldn't say I've really been solidly confident, you know, in terms of how I present myself uh, dating until, you know, maybe the last month or two. Uh, it, it wasn't a quick thing, but um, it took a little bit of wrapping my head around. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had to kind of go through and just break it down to, okay, I don't need to be I don't need to be confident in the dating process. I don't need to be confident in where I'm going from here. I just need to, you know, bring it down to this moment. And, you know, I can tell a funny work story or I can uh, hear about what her favorite movie is and, you know, bring it back to something you are confident in um, and just letting the rest of it fall away um, has, has helped a lot. And, you know, went out the other night, um, struck up a conversation and somehow managed not to feel nervous all the way through it. Awesome. That's great. Was it just somebody you just met randomly in a, in a situation? Yeah, I was, uh, I was out at a, a bar with a couple of friends and, um, but yeah, just struck up a conversation and, you know, went from movies to favorite foods to, you know, just telling some random funny anecdotes and, uh, <laughs> yeah, it went well. And is that something you think you would have been able to do, um, you know, six months ago, a year ago, something like that? Oh, God, no. I'd be the guy hiding at the end of the bar. <laughs> so you've really kind of embraced this and sort of and sort of just gone for it, decided to sort of let people see your personality. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, it's um, going with it. And I, I think one of the things both for myself and, and probably for, for some of the other guys listening um, it you build it up way too much in your head um you know you start getting 12 steps ahead of the game and you know that's that's where we we tend to trip up Mm -hmm. um you know you're you're not confident because you don't know where it's going and you can't predict you start assuming the worst case scenario um and just forgetting about that and going for it and really just kind of saying screw it you know Mm -hmm. and 
whatever happens after this doesn't necessarily matter because right. we all get wrapped up in this worst case scenario. Right. Um, and for all we know, there's there's not going to be any. Mm-hmm. Um, just accepting that, you know, I could fail and the reality of it is is a lot less scary than what we might have built it up to in our heads. It's never as bad as we imagine it's going to be no matter what it is, right? But yep. um, the thing that I that I find interesting about stories like this is that I would say, and I don't know your situation at all, but I would guess that the only thing that has changed about you in the past, you know, six months to a year or whatever the case may be, is this this newfound attitude. Like you, you did not start going to a gym and start working out. You did not win a million dollars. You did not, you know, hit your head and suddenly develop a new personality, right? Like this is, this is you. You're essentially the same. So nothing outwardly has changed that would suddenly make you more attractive to people. Is that right? Not, not much. Yeah. Um, you know, I, if you're looking at me in a photograph, uh, there's there's no drastic before after. Uh, right, that that's what I was be, getting at. Yeah, be looking at. Um, I started wearing slightly nicer shirts, but ah. uh, <laughs> half of that was just a promotion at work. So yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, gotta gotta look decent in front of the boss. Um, but yeah, no, it's. Well, the reason I bring it up is that a lot of people make the mistake of thinking, well, you know, if I could lose 50 pounds or if I was jacked or if I was rich or if I was if I had more hair, if I was younger, whatever, you know, then everything would be easy. And the point that I hear from a lot of people is that it really doesn't have anything to do with these external things. The main point is your attitude. That's what changes. And then you suddenly become more attractive to people. You can talk to people more easily. They can talk to you more easily. And if you look at yourself in these situations and you realize I'm no different, I'm the same guy. I didn't magically have any of these, these wonderful things happen that, that would, that I used to think would change everything for me. But the most important thing, the only thing that matters is my attitude. That's what changed. And that's what changed everything. So I'm just trying to, I I try to ferret that out of discussions with people because I think that's, that's a that's a myth, I think, that stops a lot of people from pursuing things, you know, especially the physical looks or, you know, things like that. They think, oh, there's no way I could talk to anybody and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And when you realize it has nothing to do with that, it really genuinely has nothing to do with that. So I like hearing situations in which people say, you know, this was just I just decided to go for it because it it shows that that's really that's really what it was about. So. Yeah, I would, I would agree. And come to think of it, actually, I was wearing a T-shirt that night. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, nothing different at all. Yeah, there you go. Is there anything you'd like to add if you could give guys one piece of advice about their self-improvement journey or their romantic pursuits besides what we've talked about? Is there anything you would like to say? Um, it, it ties back a little into that, um, that point I made earlier. Um, you know, just not necessarily obsessing with the uh with the situation and building it up in your head and letting you yourself kind of get trapped into that cyclical thinking of you know what happens next i don't know i'm not going to go for it just because i don't know um and i think just taking taking some of the pressure off yourself um if you get shot down tonight the sun is still coming up tomorrow you're still going to be doing the same thing right um you know and if it doesn't work out today, if it doesn't work out tomorrow, um, you know, you can keep trying and just don't let yourself invest too much in any one situation. You know, it, if you're not afraid of failure, trying becomes a lot easier. 
And Absolutely. if you're not investing quite so much in, in every encounter and it, it's, it's a lot easier to just take it in stride and move on. Um, you know, I used to do online dating and spend half an hour trying to come up with something smart to say, or, <laughs> uh, you know, trying to think up what the perfect line would be. And, you know, there, there, there is no perfect line. Um, really all you can do is, is start up a conversation and it happens or it doesn't. Um, but just because it doesn't, you know, things aren't over, just keep rolling. Well, that is really great advice. So thank you so much for, for uh, sharing your experience with us, James, and telling us about your, your uh, situation a bit. I think a lot of people will really appreciate hearing from you. Well, thanks for having me on. Now, for my second interview, despite my best efforts, the interview I recorded with a listener named Aaron ended up being recorded with his voice only. I'm not sure how this happened. It's a first for me, and I'm... <laughs> I'm really embarrassed that I didn't notice until I just started to do this. But, you know, apparently, I mean, he could hear me during the call, obviously. But when I went to play back, I could only hear his voice. So anyway, <laughs> what I'm going to do is I'm going to play his answers. And I'll give you some context for his answers in between. Because what he had to say was really important. So first of all, of course, I asked him to tell us a bit about himself. I am 24 years old. Um, I'm a student attending school in Chicago, and that is pretty much my entire life. I work with audio engineering and studying for a communications degree, and uh, will probably end up working in the field of broadcast. Then I asked him how and when he first started listening to the series. I think the series first started releasing, was it 2014, if I recall correctly? At that time, I wasn't attending school. I had dropped out of my first run at college. Uh, it's a long story. But at the time, I was working full time as a overnight security guard. So not the most glamorous job, uh, but basically just gave me a lot of time to think and not much else. And if you're anything like me, when you're given a lot of time to think and not much else, it leads to dark places. And I was not very kind to myself. Let's let's put it that way. So happened upon your series. And it seemed really promising because it was approaching something that I felt I needed to make changes in, in my life, but in a way that I hadn't seen done before. And what I noticed was, first of all, it's a woman's perspective, which, duh, you should probably want that if you're going to want to attract women in your life. Um, you also came to it from a place of compassion and gentle nudging, I would say, in that helped me to see at least that it was possible for me to make better changes in my life. And you gently nudged me towards actually going through with that. I asked him to describe his mindset when he first started listening. Was he the kind of person who thought he'd never find anyone, you know, that kind of thing? Well, you know, at the time I had a lot of baggage when it came to trying to find a, a long-term relationship uh, and perhaps love. At the time, I had never gone on a date, never been in a relationship, and a pretty bad case of body dysmorphia. So I pretty much felt that that love and sex were one of those things that were for other people, but not for myself necessarily. And that was really hard to wrestle with. I think it was the first or second episode. You had talked about how whether you believe it or not, you are 
you are the kind of person who deserves those kind of things. And the kind of negative self-talk that is attempting to persuade you otherwise, you need to work on eliminating that. It's things that I had heard before in therapy and, and other sources, but just not something that had really clicked in this area of my life. And so, you know, I started, I started being kind to myself as far as the words that I used to describe myself and what I had wanted for in the future. Um, I started uh, paying more attention to my morning routine. And I, I love that you started there because it's a small part of your life that you can actually start to gain control of. It flows out of who you are inside. And by that, I mean, if you really believe that you're the kind of person who deserves to be treated with love and respect, that will show up in how you treat yourself in your morning routine. And so the flip side of that is if you want to start treating yourself with love and respect, then start faking it till you make it. Start with the morning routine and all these little things, and that will cascade into larger and larger changes in your life. I wanted to know what kinds of changes he started making based on listening to this series. I, uh, I went on a little shopping trip. I, I had a decent shaving razor, but I splurged and got myself a really nice one that cost like 60 bucks and still using it to this day. So that was really nice. I invested into some nice uh, shaving cream and and soaps and things like that. And it, it's it's all small stuff, but I didn't share this yet. But uh, I have a condition called alopecia where uh, basically it's an autoimmune condition in which my immune system attacks my hair follicles and makes them stop producing hair. And so in simple terms, it's as if I'm allergic, allergic to my own hair. So shaving at that point, I was shaving my head and eventually I'd shave, had to shave my eyebrows too. And so shaving at that point for me was almost like a punishment. You know, you can't do any better than this to try to minimize the damage. But by taking the time to make it as enjoyable for me as possible, it kind of reshaped the narrative into this is how I present the best version of myself. And that really helped me uh, start to deal with that. And eventually I got a, a, a straight razor too uh, for my face, which, oh, you can't go any better than that. It's awesome. I heard later from a friend of mine that women will not necessarily care how attractive you look, but they do care that you take care of yourself and it's that taking care of yourself that they're going to notice. So if that's any encouragement to anybody listening. We talked about some specifics, including some of the new things that he treated himself to. Way to go, Aaron. And uh, a bit more about his situation. It started with the morning routine. Then I started to look at my clothes next and I read as much as I could about fashion and uh, what different styles of clothing communicate to different things. And that's the most fascinating thing that I learned is if you want to send a certain message about um, who you present yourself as to the world, it's not exactly that fashion will completely do that for you, but it's a tool in your toolbox and it's a tool that you might as well use to your full advantage as you have it. So what, whatever your body type is and weight and whatever, you can make yourself look better and communicate the kind of man that that you are or you aspire to be through your fashion choices. And once I understood that, 
that got me thinking, okay, what kind of man do I want to be? How do I present myself? What kind of man do you want to present yourself to for women to potentially be attracted to? Which really isn't that different than who you present yourself as, say, a student or an employee, because if you care about how you present yourself to your classmates or your professor or your employer, um, it's it's just going to naturally flow out to what kind of man you are that you present yourself to women and they will notice, as I'm sure uh, you can attest to. I have to confess, when I first started researching fashion and figuring out what's going to work for me, um, my main motivation for that was, oh, well, I can't control anything from the neck up, but, you know, everything from the neck down I can I can control. And so um, to me, it was almost like I was putting on armor or trying to distract from the hideousness within. But I had to just stop because I'd get hung up and anxious about what I was wearing. And I'm like, well, this is supposed to be helping me. You have to go into it with the mindset of it goes back to the morning routine is like, I'm going to present the best version of myself to the world in a way that satisfies me and makes me happy. And once you have that, you start to make choices that really serve yourself. I know it sounds selfish when I put it that way, but for someone like me with, uh, with body dysmorphia or just anybody who's anxious about how they look, it's like, if you can make the kind of choices and investment into things that will take away that anxiety, you can start focusing on so many other things. And that kind of confidence will, it's almost like an aura, like it exudes from you and people will pick up on that. Although I didn't set out to talk about porn specifically, we did start discussing how this area of Aaron's life changed, too. One of the bigger changes I made was I stopped watching porn. Um, partway through the series, I just started to evaluate, like, what was this really doing for me and for my life? And I started to notice that I was really comparing myself to the men involved and why am I not with the kind of women that are involved? And then I realized, you know, to borrow a term from the band Sticks, it's a grand illusion. And uh, I just I realized that this isn't really bringing positive benefits to my life. And so I just uh, stopped uh, watching and looking at visual porn. I noticed a shift when I started to focus on not just exploiting or taking what I can from erotica, but I started to imagine myself in scenarios where Perhaps I could be more giving and what kind of person would I want to be with a person that I'm in a long-term relationship with and that I love. And it, I don't know, I don't know if it's weird to talk about this, but it just turned into a much more emotional and mental uh, involvement rather than, you know, just getting your rocks off. There's a saying that goes, everything that you do is rehearsal. I would, I would just encourage everybody to examine their lives and the choices they're making and say, you know, is this leading me towards what I want in life and who I want to be or is it not? And for me, watching porn was not leading me towards the kind of person that I want to be. You hear these crazy things about, you know, young guys in their 20s and 30s needing Viagra because they can't get enough stimulus with a real live human being. And it's like, whoa, can we... <laughs> Let's let's maybe step back from this a little bit, shall we? I asked how things were going for Aaron now, if there were any major changes that had taken place in his life. Most of the changes I've discussed already, and a lot of it's internal too, just your attitude and that kind of self-talk that you have going on all day. 
Um, that's, that's my biggest enemy, my biggest area for improvement. And it's something I'm still working on, but I'm in a much, much better place than I was when I started. Um, I have accepted the idea that I'm a sexual person and it's okay for to have those kinds of desires. And I've also accepted that it's a good goal to want to be in a long-term relationship with someone, fall in love and that. It's, it's not bad for me to want that. It's not something that's just reserved for other people. Basic stuff, obvious stuff, right? But it's one thing to agree to those and one thing to really soak those in and believe it to your core. And I, I've really come to believe that. I'm still not in a long-term relationship. Um, I've gone on dates before. I have no problem talking to women. And... Personally, I've made the choice that um, I'm going to wait to lose my virginity until I'm married. But even that, I'm okay with. There's times still where I feel like I'm missing out or my timeline, like I'm losing the race. Like I see friends, someone's engaged, someone's married, someone's having kids. And I'm like, ah, you know, like my own sister's like, quote unquote, running the race besides me. And, you know, one of them's married, one of them's pretty much engaged. And so it's like, ah. What am I doing wrong? But, you know, that's the wrong way to think about it. I could look at it and say, oh, I missed out on so many great times in high school and, you know, college and stuff like that. And it's like, are you kidding me? Nobody knows who they are back then. Nobody knows what they want. And you know what? If I missed out on anything, it's probably a lot of heartache and regret. So I'll take that. Thank you. And finally, I asked if he had any practical or philosophical advice for anyone listening. Practical advice. I don't think social media is doing people very much good. Um, or if it, if it can, we haven't figured out how to use it well. Um, because if I came up to you and said, here, let's, let's run this vast human experiment where we're going to get millions and millions of people from around the world talking to each other, and they're all going to try to one up each other. And by the way, we're going to keep points. So we know who's the best and who isn't like, that's a terrible idea. That's awful. And that's probably a large reason why I feel the way I do about myself. And, you know, that stuff isn't trivial. It shapes you over time. If you're going to have a relationship with social media, you know, same advice for having a relationship with a woman, like really know what you want out of it and really know if what platform you're interfacing with, really know if that's really serving you and your purpose. If you're finding yourself comparing yourself negatively to a lot of people, I would encourage you to look at social media and with a critical eye and see what it's doing for you and maybe excise it if you have to. Philosophical advice, I would just say, take a deep breath. It's going to be okay. Um, wherever you are in your journey for the kind of relationship and sex that you want, it's not something that you can force and it's not something that you want to force either. And so if you're impatient or you, you feel like you're cursed or something like that, it's like, I, I felt that too. And you know what? You're not alone. Um, but just take a deep breath, breathe easy and consider yourself a never ending work in progress and just see the best version of yourself that you can be because you don't know where that ceiling is and you're not going to know until you shoot for the stars. So go ahead and do it. Be brave. Be courageous. You got this. So many thanks to Aaron again. 
my apologies, <laughs> the full interview didn't get recorded, but at least you got to hear his thoughts on this, which is what this is all about. And although this guide is usually meant for guys, as you know, the title Eve's Guide for Regular Guys, I know that I have a lot of female listeners too. And I wanted to speak to one of them to see what her perspective is. Hello, Ari. Thank you for joining us. Hi. Thanks for having me. So I, as I've asked all the other guys, I'm just going to ask you the same questions because it applies across the board to everybody. Can you tell me a bit about yourself and what brought you to the series? Well, um, there's a lot of things that brought me to the series, but um, most of it had to do with uh, grief, mostly, and uh, just wounds that have not really been healed because I've always just decided to table it and not really deal with it or cope. So I would always just ignore it. And then in behind closed doors, I would just be in utter, it, I would just be a hot mess. Mm. So a friend of mine turned me on to just general ASMR and I had no idea what it was. I, had, I didn't know that our brains could react that way. Mm -hmm. And I actually thought, I, I really thought it was just uh hippie dippy bullshit. But uh, <laughs> I, I was quite surprised. And um eventually found you and but it wasn't your uh erotic stuff it was more of your vanilla stuff right and i was just like her voice is just so enchanting Aww. i have to hear more oh <laughs> yeah and then I had, you had a website like oh cool there's a collection there's an archive i can just one by one go through it like netflix and i did I was very drawn to yours and two others, but mostly just you, just because of the fact that you were so warm, and I never really, um, I never really got that growing up. So Aww. it was that was another. It was mostly my uh, childhood that drew me, the the horrors of my childhood that drew me to ASMR. And so you you were coming from a place of trauma, like a lot of people are. Did you did you feel as though there was something, uh, I don't want to lead you too much, but I, I'm just curious as to what made you want to listen to a guide for, for regular people, put it that way. Was there anything that you felt you could you could benefit from uh, listening to that? Yeah, what started that was I actually started listening to your um, Under the Covers with Eve series because mm -hmm. I start when I started going on your website, I went straight to the beginning because I didn't want to just start smack dab in, in the newly posted section. Right. So I wanted to really see what... I really wanted to see what you were about. So I went to like, after 20 something pages of scrolling, <laughs> I found that series and it was not only was, I know it's for mostly your subject matter was dedicated to guys, but there were a lot of interesting stuff that involves both genders, I think, in regards to how to, t how to carry yourself. I remember that one was really informative. There was one about shyness because I am incredibly horribly shy. Aww. And, um, it's terrible. It's a blessing and a curse, but it's bad. And, um, and there were a slew of others, but I was drawn to those. And then you started doing Eve's Guide to Regular Guys, and it was pretty much the same thing, just under a different title. So I just kept listening and listening, and I drew a lot of knowledge from what you were saying about certain subject matter, and a lot of it. And then other stuff was just food for thought that I just found fascinating about the ones about escorting service and how not all of it's bad. Some of it's actually, you know, good. Yes. Yeah. And I found that one very interesting because I, because obviously being 
on the God-fearing side of the Atlantic. I don't really think about <laughs> Basically, long story short, you opened my eyes to subject matter that I don't really discuss in my inner circle, quote-unquote. And it was just very interesting to learn something new. And I always like to learn new things about others, about anything, really. And that's just what kept me listening, even though most of it didn't have to apply to me. Well, it's funny because I, like I said to you before, most of my audience is, is male and, but, but I certainly do have a lot of female listeners, but it's just most of them are male. And I started the series because I was getting messages and emails from these guys that were all kind of saying the same types of things. So I thought I would start this series for them. But the more I started doing it, the more I realized that so much of this just applies to everybody in every you know, every walk of life, every gender, every doesn't matter how you identify, you know, it's all just it's all relevant to to a person's own development and how you see yourself. That was a thing that that I really wanted to to um, focus on with with this with this series was that I notice a lot of people like say like you do that you're shy or you've passed problems or whatever. And you have a diff you have difficulty kind of just you know, taking care of yourself properly, mentally, emotionally, and getting out there and, you know, loving, living your best life kind of thing. So I, I was, I was mm -hmm. glad to hear that you listened to, because I didn't want it to just be just for guys. So I'm very happy that you did continue listening. Thank you, Ari. Um, <laughs> I'm curious if there were any changes that you started making based on what you heard. Yes. In regards to my, well, one big one, I really um, give you credit for is uh, my shyness has gotten better. I mean, I'm still going to be this, the, the way I am, but I'm more, whether I listen to a Sweet Nothings or if I listen to one to Eve's Guide to Regular Guys, whatever, all of it's encouraging. And sometimes you do, since you're shy yourself, as you've mentioned in yes. other past recordings, you've talked about um, how even you've overcome many certain shy situations in your life and I've actually done the same thing in my life and uh, it's nice I have a girlfriend I have great friends I have lovely a lovely family I'm definitely uh, I've become more confident that's definitely a big accomplishment and I have you to thank for that. So. Oh my goodness! Oh <laughs> my gosh! I'm so I'm so thrilled to hear that. I mean, it's I'm not taking credit for it. Like I've said with everybody else that I've talked to, this is not about praising me. This is not about making me feel good. This is just for people who think, um, because I've heard this so often. This is for people who think that, well, yeah, that's all well and good for everybody else, but this is not going to happen for me. This is why I wanted to interview people was because I wanted people to hear from other people just besides me and my. My belief is that it isn't me doing it. It's you doing it. Like, I'm glad to, to be able to help. I'm glad if there's something I've said that's resonated with you or or impacted you positively in some way. But honestly, the, the credit is yours. Like, if you manage to just get up and get out there and start feeling better about yourself, that's you. That's you doing it. And I'm so proud of everybody who's who's been able to, to make these changes because I know how difficult it is. I've had to make changes like this in my own life. And I know how hard it is so i'm i'm so proud of you and i'm really delighted to hear that you've got some you you're feeling a bit better about yourself and you and things are going well and relationship and all that kind of stuff that is so good to hear it is just i'm just thrilled i just i feel like i just want to give you a big squeeze and just <laughs> i'm so proud of you <laughs> so <laughs> so um so yeah i just wondered if you um 
do you do you have any advice for for people do you have anything that that you would take you would say to somebody if he said yeah well that's good for you but it'll never happen for me I'm not cut out for this or I'm doomed or whatever is there any advice you would give someone well when it comes to I never thought uh, I never did like a a self inventory and right. thought wow I've like I, I just maybe I'm just stupid I didn't pay attention but I um would get feedback from certain friends at random moments of the day and they'd say you seem more <laughs> you seem much more uh, uh what was the word he used he he said that I was basically more positive and less like <clears throat> with my job because when I'm at work I'm very in the zone and I'm not like Hi, welcome to Starbucks. Like, I'm not like that. I'm very, well, I have to with customers, but when I'm working late, I just want to get my stuff done. Right. But now I'm just more in a happy mood. I'm more confident. I'm, I'm less, I can look people in the eye. That's another big one. That's a different one. Cause I, cause I, uh, had that issue as a child and I, I mean, I'm better now as an adult, but it's, um, it was an issue growing up. And sometimes it comes out, and now it's the opposite. Now that I've listened to your recording, oh, that's amazing! That's so notice. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I am, I am curious. Did you meet your girlfriend after this, after you started listening, or before? No, we went to college together. She okay. was studying law. I was studying film, and we were we started off as friends, and time went on, and now we're dating. Yeah, it didn't start off as a romance. It, it became something more once I made the change in my emotional life and she noticed that and was turned on to that so I guess there you go There's there you go right <laughs> <laughs> scored another one for Eve yes <laughs> <laughs> so is there just anything yeah. else you wanted to say about it because I'm just you know this is for like I said this is for people who think I'm doomed I am just God has singled me out to be lonely and bitter and I'm a freak and you know do you have any words of wisdom for people like that well as a person who said all those things all <laughs> the above I strongly suggest suggest that you give it a try I know it may sound weird and I because I thought the exact same way but um once you actually give it a try and not judge it by its cover if you will then you'll real you'll see what I see. Hopefully, if not, then I guess it's just not for you. But it's still a very strong suggestion for everybody. It's worth trying, right? There's no there's no harm in trying, and you'd be no worse yeah. off if if it doesn't work for you. You'd be no worse off, right? So, <laughs> but no, it's yeah. it's that's it's good advice because I think we're we're often so afraid to fail. We're so afraid to to take a chance and. And do something that might that might not work out. I just tell people to make small changes. I just tell them to, I suggest that they do little things like just take better care of themselves or be kinder to themselves. I mean, what, yeah. is, what risk is there really in just trying that for a day or two, you know? So that's my attitude towards yeah. it anyway. It's not like it's a major shift in your life. It's just little changes that hopefully can make some difference. So I wanted to mention one more thing about um, the confidence. You actually become more active well. Once you make that decide to make that change and do take care of yourself, as you said, you really do want to literally take care of yourself and you just become more conscious about your health, your mental health, especially, which is very important. And that's always that that's just very good. I wanted to mention that part, too, because I totally forgot. So you're doing more active things. Is that what you're doing? 
Yes, I'm playing because uh, I played softball in high school, and I ha- and it's been almost a decade since that since then. And uh, I started playing on a club team near my nearby park, and uh, that's definitely a good one. Also, I go to the gym and go running, and you know, I'm not doing stuff all the time, and go biking and you know stuff like that. And it just keeps me on my on my toes, and I'm always constantly moving about. And it's and you want to do it. I, I know it sucks to work out, but once you uh, decide to want to take care of yourself and not feel like it's a chore, you just feel great about it. You just have more energy, you're more focused, and you're focused on the main important things in your life that you want to strive to succeed at. So it's very, that's very important. Yeah, I find for me, whenever I do get into a really good exercise cycle, it's sort of like a positive feedback loop. You know, it starts starts snowballing. You start feeling better about feeling better, and then you feel better because you're you're going out and you're doing more, so you feel even better. So then you want to go out and do more, so you feel even better. And you know, it just it's it's a really positive <laughs> kind of thing. You know, it's not like it it's a diminishing returns thing. You know, it actually increases. Which is which is pretty awesome. Yep. I'm I'm glad because I know it can be daunting to get started, but it's like I guess it's like you know pushing a rock up a hill or something. Once you reach that peak, you know it's <laughs> it's great. So anyway, thank you so much for for joining me, Ari, and for telling us a little bit about your story and for coming on here to help out other people. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And now I'm speaking with Lucas, who's also a listener to Eve's Guide. Hello, Lucas. Hello, Eve. In general terms, um, can you tell us just a little bit about yourself and what brought you to the series? I'm a regular guy, like the guide is made for. Uh, I'm 24 years old. I just graduated from my master's and I'm trying to do something with my life. And... Honestly, I don't really remember how I found your website, but I found it through a Google search. Mm. That's actually, this is the first time I heard about um, these kind of audios. Right. I didn't know they existed before. That's what a lot of people and, say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I can say that uh, ever since, I enjoyed both kinds, the erotic and the, non- and the non-erotic ones. That's great. That's what a lot of people say too, which is why I do. I which is why I do both because I like a more, you know, holistic approach, as you know. But anyway, right. I'm glad you found me. I'm very glad you found me. So, um, you started listening to Eve's Guide. Was there any particular reason you started listening to to the Eve's Guide? I can say that as many other guys, I'm very unsecure and. Um, very anxious, especially about girls. I, I don't have much experience in my life with girls. I've had uh, three girlfriends so far, but comparing to others, this is not so much. And I, uh, I can say that I found uh, your audios very educational. I mean, the non-erotic ones. <laughs> um, and I'm not sure if if I can say I changed a lot, but they gave me small boosts Mm -hmm. that encouraged me many times and made me think that even if it's not, it's not happening now, I still believe if I will eventually meet somebody and uh, have a relationship like I want to, 
I changed the way I look at myself a little. That's hard to change. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. <laughs> and um, can you give me one small example, maybe just a small thing that you did that that helped you? Well, I kind of accepted the idea that maybe even that even if I'm not so so attractive physically as other guys, I have other other talents and uh, skills that. Uh, the right people will, will cherish in me. That's a great way of putting it. <laughs> Because of, yeah. and, and and this is this is how I'm I'm trying to look at girls too. Like yes. of course, of course, a beautiful girl is attractive, but in my case, I don't know if it's the same for others. But a girl can be the most beautiful girl in the world, but if she doesn't, if if I don't like her as a person. I can't see her as being so beautiful anymore. And it's the opposite is true too. That is so true. The more you like somebody, the more attractive they become to you and vice versa, right? If someone, exactly. it, it could be somebody who's gorgeous physically, but when you get to know them and you don't like them suddenly, they're just not that attractive anymore. I think that's a, that's a really good insight in terms of how people will see you um, no matter what you think you look like. I mean, I, I always hesitate to, 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 to even imply that I agree with people when they say they aren't attractive because most people are not nearly as, you know, physically unattractive as they think they are. But even if you believe that, even if you think you aren't that attractive, um, realizing that that is, is, it's such a subjective thing for people when they get to know you. It can change with time, how they perceive you. When they get to know you, it can completely change. So it's really important that guys understand this, both about, like you say, about the girls that you like and about the 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 um, the women that you hope to attract, that it really doesn't matter about what you look like. It's much more about the kind of person you are that's going to attract them in the end. So I'm very, very in encouraged to hear that um, you started realizing that. So would you say that your situation has changed uh, a little bit now from when you from from when you first began? Yes. It definitely changed. I don't know how big a change it is. Well, since I started listening to your audios that was one year ago maybe. Um I got back together with my former girlfriend and uh, what happened is that I lost my virginity. Oh, well, good. Good for you. <laughs> and I was a little late if I compare myself to others because oh, I'm, do as that. I said, I'm 24. Don't do that. Never, 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 But do, I always, never do that. <laughs> I always waited for a right time. Of course. Of so, course. I, so I don't regret it. And I can happily say that even if we're not together anymore, I don't regret it at all because it was a beautiful experience. Oh, that's wonderful. I'm so glad to hear that. So if you could give guys one piece of advice about their uh, self-improvement journey or their romantic pursuits, what would that advice be? Well, I'm the kind of person who believes that no matter how hard it is or no matter what you see around yourself, if you really want something and you keep on going on a path that you choose, it's inevitable to get there. So what I can say is, be genuine try not to change yourself because you feel that others would like you to be different and eventually you will 
this way, if you are genuine, I think you are also able to find a genuine person to be with you. This is what I believe and I think this is what you are trying to say through all your audios too. Yes, yes, definitely. So I'm, I'm very glad to hear that, that you agree with that too. So thank you so much, Lucas, for joining us and for sharing your, your experiences and your insights with us. I really appreciate hearing from you. I'm glad I could help. And lastly, some of the guys I asked about this didn't want their voices to feature in this episode, but they did want to express their opinions. So I thought I would just read aloud one of the responses. This one from David W. And David says, Hi, Eve. I am a big fan of your audios and readings. Years ago, I was a lonely but also horny kid trying to figure out my body better and languishing in a years-long, unrequited crush. Oh, I know how that is. With the help of your audios, including this series, I gained more understanding of myself, what makes myself tick the best by myself or with an imaginary partner who explores me, and also gained valuable insight from the woman's perspective on things, especially when it comes to girls who are brave enough to initiate intimacy. I met my crush at a class reunion and got up the courage to write her a note when it was over. She read it, and although she doesn't like me back the way I did her, told me she was flattered and she flashed me a beautiful smile. That was all I'd been hoping for anyway. Thus concludes that part of my love life. <laughs> Years later, a girl I met online initially via a mutual love for fan fiction messaged me and told me she'd had a crush on me for years. She declared her feelings first, but it was I who officially asked her later. Fist pump. <laughs> yes, he actually wrote fist pump. It's awesome. She's so sweet and for some reason finds me irresistible too. Teary eyes. <laughs> I would say we are now as madly in love with one another as a long distance couple could be without actually being in the same room and breathing the same air and jumping one another. <clears throat> Ahem. <laughs> Thank you, Eve, for the subtle but substantial emotional growth your works helped me achieve. David. Aw, David, that's so sweet. And I'm so happy. I'm so happy for you. That's great. So that's it for this episode. Remember to please check out the second one with Quincy. I hope that hearing from other people who feel just the way you do might make you feel a bit better about where you are right now. Hopefully you can see that if you pay attention to yourself, if you love and take care of yourself and start to do some of the things that I suggest in this series, you'll more than likely find yourself in a much better place, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. So remember always that you're an attractive, interesting person worthy of love, and you're well on the way to finding it. Bye for now. <laughs>